Welcome to Free Basketball, a part of the Lead Sports Media. Wait a second. Did I say that right? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Big news yeah. for us here at Fans of Free Basketball. We have joined with the lead. They are going to be hosting all of our episodes from here on out, and we are excited to be joining up with this up-and-coming sports media company. But before I go any further, because I know this is probably your first time ever hearing us at all, I have to introduce my fellow co-hosts. One, Mr. Daniel Greer. How are you, sir? What up? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Pretty good. You have probably already heard him already since he is a part of the lead. Um, he actually recruited us, sent me and my other co-host, Mr. Cody Holsey. Before I go any further, Cody, say hello to everybody. Hello to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel was at the lead and uh, sent us an envelope full with $2 and said, Hey, how about we uh, just move on over to the lead and... That was good enough for me, so here we are. We are part of the lead. How do we feel about the news, fellas? I mean, I feel like I need to invoice you for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> big big money talks, baby. <laughs> so excited at all. I can't really tell. Anybody excited at all? I, I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm very excited. I just, like, bring me my money. No, uh, it's, uh, it's exciting. No, I'm, I'm pumped about it. It'll be fun. It's going to be fun. Good stuff. We talk about so. basketball. Yeah, we yeah. talk about basketball. They do sports. It just seems like a match made in heaven. Well, we are very excited <laughs> to be part of the lead and look forward to getting to know everyone and hopefully collaborate on uh, creating some good NBA content. So before uh, we go to break here on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the first round of the NBA playoffs, which... I have no idea when this episode will post. Hopefully it's not going to be a couple days after it started, but if it has, hopefully some of our takes aren't going to be immediately outdated. But we're going to be talking about the first round of the NBA playoffs. We're not going to get super in-depth on specific matchup stuff. Maybe just mention a little things here and there about the actual first round matchups, but a lot of our stuff is going to be predictions because we just want to keep this moving along. So here we go. First off, let's start with the East because I think we want to spend, if we're going to spend a bulk of our time anyways, obviously we are more interested in the West, even though our Memphis Grizzlies are out of it, unfortunately. I was just going to say, I find it interesting that we're starting with the East because we want to spend the bulk of our time in the West because what typically happens with us, we're probably going to run long in the first part and race to the finish at the end. <laughs> so we're going to race first and walk at the end, all right? <laughs> all right, cool. Just as long as we're all on the same page about that. I just feel like we're always like, let's save this for the end. This is the best stuff. And then we're like, all right, uh, that's enough about that. <laughs> Goodbye. The East, let's start with the most boring matchup of the first round. That would be the number one Milwaukee Bucks versus the number eight Orlando Magic. That game, the first game is on Tuesday. Bucks were 4-0 on the season against the Magic. Imagine that. Um Huh, Games, crazy. of course, were never really close. Most of them were blowouts. 
Obviously, Giannis is going to be coming off that headbutt suspension. Thank you for letting the Grizzlies get into that <laughs> playing right. game. Um, Daniel, the headbutt, was it just out of frustration for how poorly the Bucks had seemed to play during the bubble? Or do you think he was just – or do you have a conspiracy theory related to that? I I think the real issue is is Mo Wagner. And the whole reason I think it's Mo Wagner is because I don't think that's his real name. I think it's Mo Wagner, and he just won't let anybody know that's his real name. And so Giannis Antetokounmpo decided to just headbutt him. So, yeah, I, I think it's all about how he says his name. Cody, same question to I you. I think it's uh, – I'm going to go with his last name probably is Wagner since his first name is actually Moritz. <laughs> just doesn't seem like a guy named Wagner would have a first name. Moritz. I think it's Wagner. <laughs> That's just me. The when you say Wagner, the first person I think of is Dewan Wagner, I believe, and that just is. Yeah, that's what I think of. So it's the only Wagner I can even come up with. So do you think the others? Bucks are frustrated with what they did in the bubble? Uh, they went three and five <laughs> in this bubble restart. Uh, I think the Bucks are probably frustrated, but they've been playing with house money the whole time. Their position as the number one seed in the East has been set. They're not playing for anything. So you think they've been coasting? Now they actually have, like... Now it's actually time to go. Yeah, I think now it's time to go. And, like, I think those first, like, eight games are like, just, you know, let's get out there, let's run some sets, let's try some some stuff, see what works. Like, they're not... they They didn't need it to win any of those games, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the sun like the suns did so we're not worried about them with the magic at all they're gonna turn around Giannis is coming off this suspension and they're just gonna light the magic up is that what we're thinking true bucks and five bucks and five so you think the magic win a game next i actually have the bucks sweeping i have them four no in this series I mean, the, no. the, ma- the Magic had one frisky opening game last year against the Raptors and won by, like, three. And after that, it was just four straight games. <laughs> I'm just saying, Raptors won the championship this year, Bucks and five. Mm, getting ahead of ourselves. So, No, I'm saying the Raptors won it last year when oh. the Magic won one game against them. Like, I think I said it wrong the first time, but that's what I meant. I was about to say, you said this year, so I was like, Bucks oh, okay, five. we're going to get hot taked no. already. <laughs> yeah. welcome, to, welcome to free basketball, everyone, where we just take astronomical hot takes and shoot them out into the galaxy and hope <laughs> that they uh, are generally close. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Isaac is out for the Magic, which is disappointing. Is this right. kind of the Magic, like, They've kind of been in the 7-8 spot for a couple of years now, and they just don't seem to get any better. They are what they are. Is this kind of like yeah. the last run we see with them and Aaron Gordon? Do you think they potentially move off of him? Or is it because Ooh. of Isaac's injury potentially being out next year with the ACL? Are they just kind of stuck with what they have? And especially with the cap situation that we're going to have from you know the pandemic, are the Magic going to be in any place to really move? Or do you think they're just kind of happy to always be at the bottom of the playoffs and play four games? What do you think, Danny, for the Magic? What's the roadmap here if they – because they're always in the seventh or eighth seed. Yeah, I think they're screwed just for the simple fact that they've already signed uh, Vuc- Vucevic. 
to a four-year deal or have it's four more years uh, including this year uh, so after this year, three more years. Aaron Gordon, two more years. Uh, next year, it's eighteen million. Um, I don't know how you get off of Aaron Gordon for eighteen million, especially next year. Maybe that third year, but realistically, that's you know you're talking about just another wasted year. So they might be happy just getting in the eight, seven, six seed, even if they got that high. Um, and just kind of doing that deal, but at that point, at some point, you gotta you gotta figure something out. And I don't think they're gonna figure it out with this lineup that they have because they don't have enough scoring, and they don't have enough defense at all. So that's obviously a bad combo. So I think they're happy here because Orlando doesn't need much down in that market. Uh, but I don't think they're ever gonna be anything more than what they actually are right now. Hmm. I agree with you. I think they're just kind of stuck, and they don't know where to go from here. They kind of hope to keep drafting well, if they can. Yes. I just, I just want to take a moment to apologize to all the Magic fans that are new, new to free basketball for Daniel saying like, it, they're good. They don't need to win anything. Like they're content with the eight seed. They're Magic fans. <laughs> like basically, yeah, just writing off an entire NBA. Like now we're down to the twenty nine fan bases that will listen to us at all. True. They, hey, they know it. I'm just letting them know how it is. I just – I don't feel that way about you, Orlando fans, so if I can get any of you back, let me know. I said that we were going to push through these East pretty quickly, and we just spent seven minutes talking about the worst right. series. So, moving on to the too. next, the two-seed, the Toronto Raptors versus the seven-seed, the Brooklyn Nets. Game one is Monday. The Raptors were 3-1 and one on the season. They're kind of close-ish games, but also had Kyrie – um, Nets seem to be committed with new coach Jock Vaughn to this small ball, five-out playing style. Unfortunately, unlike that game, last game we saw with the Nets against the Blazers, which was super entertaining, the Raptors can actually match that lineup, whereas right. the Blazers could not. But the Nets do play hard, and Karis LeVert has been on a tear. So are we a little nervous with the Raptors at all in this series? I'm only nervous if Karis LeVert has an open lane. Really, it makes me more nervous for the rep, for the Nets because he's probably not going to drive when he should. But <laughs> at the at the end of a tight game, <laughs> Daniel. Yeah, this doesn't make me nervous at all. Uh, I say all that to say this: Raptors in five. Mm. Yeah, I yeah I agree with that. I, I think the Nets grab one at some point just because they're going to get frisky enough as we like to use. Um, they're gonna they're gonna get in their bag. Karis LeVert's gonna get in his bag a little bit, and uh, he'll win one for him. But I just think that there's no way with how good of a coach Nick Nurse is and how good of a defense that they have, I don't see it uh, them winning more than one game. So uh, easily Raptors in five. We are in all in unison here. I actually had the Raptors winning that in five as well. Um, now let's move on to the three seed, the Boston Celtics versus the six seed, the ultra weird Philadelphia 76ers. Game one is on Monday as well. 76ers actually won the regular season series three to one. Now, of course, they will be without Ben Simmons, without his, I think it was a dislocated kneecap. Joel Embiid has been nursing a wrist injury. The 76ers are weird. Are we kind of. Does Joel Embiid have a moment here where he tries to prove that he can do this without Ben Simmons? He has to. 
him and Tobias Harris have to do something. I know he's forced to. And now but, Horford. But do you think there's a little bit kind of inside of Joel? Where obviously I, we both have talked in the past that Embiid and Simmons should be split. They don't need to be on the same team together. Is this kind of a proving thing for Embiid to be like, look, I don't need him. Like, let's move on. Get me another shooter. Is this kind of a series for that? Yeah, I, I think this is a chance for him to show up and show out. Um, and I think that they have complete opposite ways of playing because the Nets run pretty much small ball. Um, and uh, did I say Nets? I'm sorry. The Celtics run completely small ball. And um, Philadelphia is all big, and they have aging Al Horford. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a combination of who kind of wills their style to play. And I know Joel Embiid, he's going to win them a couple games. And just because of how good he actually is, as long as he's healthy enough, I think he'll be able to win them a couple games. And I think that the talent that they have in Tobias Harris actually showing up at last few once Simmons got hurt, I think you might see something out of this. And they might move off of Simmons if Joel Embiid can show out a little bit. I know that's a hot take for any uh, uh, 76ers fans, but I think they should easily split and get a true point guard and maybe some use that some of that extra money that they might be able to have in getting a younger, younger player to either bring off the bench as a 6-7 man. And in true point guard, do you mean a point guard that can shoot outside of eight feet? A point guard who can facilitate and hit open shots. Maybe around the three-point line would be an ideal. So a better shooting point guard. Because Ben Correct. Simmons is a good point guard. Y'all, you he, know that I have an affinity for Ben Simmons. I don't like I that him and Abid are together. But, yeah, yes. the big knock, obviously, is the shot. Besides that, great defender. Yes. Great in open court. Excellent right. passer. It's just the shot, which people yes. ding him on, which I think is dumb. And that's why I don't yeah. like it with Embiid because it just does not pair well. Uh, but it would be huge if the 76ers won this series because I think it does show, like, hey, maybe we should rethink this pairing. If Embiid can do uh, it by himself with Shake Milton, Matisse Thibel, Furkan Korkmaz, maybe we don't need Ben Simmons. And that would kind of help maybe alleviate their money problems potentially for the future. Um, but Cody, if there was an X factor for you for the 76ers to actually pull off this upset, what would you think the X factor would be? Brett Brown. Brett Brown. Okay. In what aspect? Hmm. He would just have to out coach Brad Stevens. Oof. So. Wow. <laughs> That's a tough hill to climb. <laughs> Brett Brown, do you think if the 76ers lose, do you think he has leeway because Ben Simmons is injured, or do you think this is his last run? Yeah, the Ben Simmons injury is like the worst thing that could have happened to 76ers fans because, like, either he's well, uh, what was I? Sub- I, don't, I can't do a Brett Brown. I was about to say, <laughs> are, you trying, what happened. are you trying to prepare a ch- Brett Brown guttural? I was going to. I was trying to do it on the fly, and it's just—it's not going to work. You'll, I I'm thought you gonna, froze. You're going to have to practice <laughs> that one. Yeah, I thought you were yeah, having no, a stroke. I got to work on that before. <laughs> <laughs> don't count me out yet. Um, the uh, 
I don't know what I was going to say. Yeah, that's the worst thing that could happen. But instead of talking about next year's thing for the 76ers, what if we talked about how the Celtics are going to win it in six and moved on to the next series? Ooh, so six games for you for the Celtics. I actually think it's a seven-game series. I think Mm. the 76ers are just a little too big for them. Remember last year, 76ers, we thought there was no way. And they struggled with the Nets in the first round, but – it's not for a uh, Kawhi miracle game seven winner, 76ers, I mean, had a really great chance at advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I hate to count them out without Ben Simmons because without Ben, they've looked kind of friskier. <laughs> like the team has made a little more sense on offense. So I think this is going seven games, but I actually believe in the Celtics this year. I think they're fourth in the league in offense efficiency and fourth in defense. So that's just a recipe for a deep run playoff team. So I'm taking the Celtics to win in seven. Now, Daniel, what do you have in the series? Yep, I'll take the uh, the Celtics to win in six. Uh, like I said earlier, I, th- I think Embiid can will them to win at least two games. Um, good so tank shows up to the pod. I think that they're definitely going to finish it off in six. Um, and I think the key player in this is going to be Tobias Harris. If he can get hot and run off a game or so for 30 points, I think he can kind of be the tag team um, with Embiid to get them a, a couple wins. Yeah, that's the kind of X factor from last year. The player that saved them in a game last year against the Nets was J.J. Redick and obviously Jimmy Butler. <laughs> And they just don't have that anymore. So we'll see how that affects them in this. Final series in the East. The four seed, the Indiana Pacers, versus the five seed, Miami Heat. That first game is on Tuesday. The Heat in the regular season were 3-0 and against the Pacers. Little side note, the Pacers have lost in the first round the past four seasons. Now we know mm. the Pacers' injuries have been piling up. No Demonis Sabonis, no TJ or uh, Jeremy Lamb, TJ Warren, who was a bubble MVP candidate. I think he's nursing some sort of foot injury or knee. I can't remember what it is. Victor Oladipo obviously has got a little nicks and bruises. Miles Turner has something he's nursing. I know the Pacers are a four seed just because of that last game against the Heat, which no one was really playing in. Do you think the Pacers, do they actually advance for the first time in <laughs> four seasons, or are they going to get bounced for the fifth consecutive season in the first round, Cody? Well, yeah, they're going to get bounced. They're getting bounced. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're out. Is it just because the Heat are a really fun team with we know playoff Jimmy Butler is just a different animal altogether? Or is it just because of the injuries piling up, you don't trust them to win a series? I just, like, I mean, the injuries are piling up. Like, the Heat are a very well-coached, like, full-rostered team right now. Like, that's a big deal. Um, And, like, you know, any time a playoff run, like, you look at it, like, teams that lose in the playoff typically have some injuries. Or not typically – like teams that make deep runs in the playoffs typically don't have a ton of injuries, especially to their main stars, right? And Sabonis is just a huge piece of what they do. Exactly. So you're not going to have those guys, or they're not going to be reliable to be there every night. Like I just don't think the Pacers are going to do it against the Heat. Sorry, Daniel. Do you think the Heat Ooh. have trouble with the Pacers at all? 
Or do you think this yeah, is a I pretty? Yeah, I think they. Uh, I think they have big trouble. I think the Heat uh, goes to seven games and loses to uh, T.J. Warren Ooh. and the Pacers. So you think T.J. Warren is going to keep up the production? Like he was shooting like sixty-something percent. You think he's going to be able to keep that up and win four games in the playoffs? T.J. Warren keeps that up. He's going to need to be in like a burn unit for how hot he's going to be. Because <laughs> that will be on fire. Fire. He's going to need his I, own statue. I don't statue. think he's going to. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be at that that sixty percent clip. But I also think that uh, they have the tools to win against a an overrated Miami Heat team. Wow. I don't think uh, Jimmy Butler is that great. Ooh. Personally. Can I bring uh, up something? Playoff Jimmy. And, playoff Jimmy has a rebuttal. Yeah. What about Bam? And I, I think Bam is their biggest issue. But uh, if if Miles Turner can be healthy enough and play well enough defense and kind of, um, I guess, just kind of make sure he maintains what he is so they kind of equal each other out, if that makes sense. So he doesn't allow him, Bam, to go off uh, by you know and stifle him by his defense. So I think that uh, – I think the Pacers win in seven, and I think this is the best series of the first round mm. out of the East for sure. Wow. I don't want to uh... – I've I've actually always liked the Pacers this year. Y'all know that from previous episodes. I always thought they were underrated. But I just there's something about those injuries. They're just a like a warning signal to me. And there's so much of a warning signal to me that I actually have the Heat winning in five. And wow. I I I don't think this is much of a series at all. And hmm. that's just like I don't know. T.J. Warren, he's got to come back to earth, a little regression to the mean here, especially if we don't know the extent of that injury or how it's going to affect him. I just think it's a pretty short series and the opposite of a fun first-round <laughs> matchup. Well, I guess I'll be wrong. Heat. I got the Heat in four. Uh, oh, a what? sweep? Okay, that's hot. There is no they way got, they're sweeping. They got brooms out in Miami. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> We are, Get them out. We are already kicked. Get your brooms out. Danny's already put in On to the next one. Already put an email Western to kick Conference. us off the lead. Yeah, Let's this, do it. This is canceled before it even started. Only because Danny Goodtake showed up for 10 seconds, and then he immediately left. <laughs> <laughs> now, moving to the west, the one seed, the Los Angeles Lakers, versus the eighth seed, the Portland Trailblazers, who we will not talk about that playing game. Um, we'll just let it go. It happened. We'll move on. Game one is Tuesday. So the Blazers get two days of rest here. Or, uh, yeah, two days of rest here. Lakers were two and one on the season against the Trailblazers. Of course, the Lakers are shorthanded, sort of. I don't know how much you think of Avery Bradley for them, besides just adding defense, wing defense. Um, that is obviously a big thing that they can throw at CJ and especially Dame. The big kind of questions I have for you, Daniel, is that LeBron and crew has said that Kyle Kuzma has to be their third best player for them to win a championship. Does that make wow. you feel good at all about their chances <laughs> of actually winning the championship if he's their third best player? See, I believe in Kyle Kuzma just for the simple fact that I think he is a good, solid player, a role piece. Right. Um, 
I don't know if LeBron will ever allow him to be the third best player on that team. Just because LeBron, even after he said just, it, he has to be. <laughs> yes, I think LeBron. LeBron will just he swallows up players like sorry, literally. Bro, it's KCP. Just, he does what? The just players? takes over. Oh, sorry, sorry. He just take. I just think LeBron takes over and doesn't allow anybody else to step up. So interesting. Um, He's kind of like I, Dwight I, off the office when he becomes manager. Then he chooses himself yes. to be his own assistant. LeBron's the first yes. and third best player on the Lakers team, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, no, I think Kyle Kuzma can definitely help them win. Um, I just don't, I just don't see this team, uh, this Lakers team, how it's uh, constructed now, winning a championship this year. I think there's too many good teams, and I think they're going to have a tough time getting out of the West. Now, Cody, flip, talking about the Blazers. I know you're a big Dame Dollar fan. CJ McCollum with the stretch fa- stress fracture in his back hasn't seemed to really hinder him so far. The role players, Hassan Whiteside, we know he's terrible. Gary Trent Jr., who was hot during Hass- the bubble. Hold, hold, hold up. Okay. Hassan Whiteside has not been terrible. How the so? way that they're able, well, the, just the way that they're using him, like in shorts, in short like bursts and stuff like that. He comes in, he gets a bunch of rebounds. Like he was taking people off the dribble the other night against the like Nets. The Nets had nothing for for Hassan Whiteside. He was just having his way with them. And like I'm, I'm not saying that I'm a huge Hassan Whiteside fan. Like he does definitely isn't like the best guy on the team or anything like that. But I'll use the term serviceable through the bubble, through the bubble games. It's very polite of you. Uh, <laughs> the real if you're not relying on him. He's nice to have around. He's a body. He's there and can rebound, right? Yeah, exactly. If you're not relying on him, he's nice to have around. Boris Dia is good. I don't think Boris Dio's played really in the league in like four years. <laughs> uh, but we do get, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm just saying that like a, a guy that can like do one thing. We we understand. We get you. We get you. I'm with you, dog. We're gonna get the matchup of Hassan Whiteside and Javale McGee. Are we excited Woo! about that at all? God, what a I'm, matchup! I'm more excited for Hassan Whiteside and Dwight Howard. <laughs> That's even a, good, a better one, yeah. Uh, over, yeah. under, over, under on three and a half fights in this series. Oh, uh, way under. What? You don't think there's not going to be a fight at all between Hassan Whiteside, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, and Nurkic? Way, way under three and a half could be one. <laughs> or zero. Uh, there's none. There's no zero. fights at all between those four centers. There's... There's going to be one double technical at least in this series, and I guarantee you Dwight Howard – no, it'll probably be Javel. Dwight Howard will be involved. And, you know, the interesting thing about this series is the fact that the Lakers have absolutely no one to guard uh, what I would consider the guards, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Like, who who's Matt, who's picking them up? Like, That is a problem. Are they going to have KCP? Rondo back? Kuzma, KCP is just picking him up. He's picking. He, you have Contavious Caldwell Pope, Pope just picking up Dame as soon as he crosses half court. That's the problem. Hmm. Who is going to play matched up against that? Because there's no way you can play Rondo and KCP together. Can you? I guess they might have Rondo, to. Rondo, 
Ronda's not playing this series, I don't think. Is he not back for this one? Is he still in I don't, quarantine? Uh, he could come back. No, oh, his he, hand. I'm injured. sorry. Yeah, 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 his hand. Yeah, he could come back in this series, but from my understanding is that is going to keep him out of the first round. Uh, he could come back, but I think he's out. I just don't know who – like, my, my thing is, like, the Lakers are, like su- – this is where Avery Bradley would have been, like, huge for the Lakers. They'd have somebody that they could be like, just go – just go mess with Dame. Just like right. stop him from doing Dame things. Yeah. Oh, what he's about, doing uh, that anyway. Go stop CJ. Like, <laughs> what? What about Caruso? I think Caruso is definitely one of the players that has to step up because if not, you have J.R. Smith, Dion Waiters, Quinn Cook. They're not going to let Quinn Cook. I don't think, even though he is a decent defender, but he's not. He's too I don't small. Think he's on that level. Yeah, he's too yeah. small for Dame and CJ. I think. So how I see the series going is I've seen you know I've seen this a lot this is always my patented thing the team that has played the most recently even though they're an underdog I always pick them to win the first game mm-hmm. if a team mm-hmm. has had a, a more a two a, at least a two day or more layoff than this team so how I see this series going is the Blazers win the first one and everyone freaks out right the internet will collectively freak out. Everybody will be jumping on, see the Lakers are overrated, the Blazers are better, caught them, and then vice versa. They're going to be coming back with, don't worry, we got it, this whole thing. What I see happening after this is I actually think the Lakers are going to win this series 4-2, and I don't think it's going to go 7. I think people are going to want it to be entertaining, but with how physical this series is probably going to be, at least the Lakers are going to want it to be super physical. The actual push that the Blazers made in the bubble to secure the eight spot, they're gassed, absolutely gassed. And I don't care if they had two days of rest and they're professional athletes, they're still going to be playing a lot of games in a short window here. And I think that will catch up to them because it was starting to catch up to them. They should have lost against the Nets. The Grizzlies should have beat them in that game one restart. And now you're playing the Lakers who, after game one, get the rust off and LeBron starts playing like LeBron again. And they're going to start grinding it out and be physical. It's going to be a drag out for the Lakers. And I think they're going to win ugly, but I think they're going to win in six. Danny, what do you think? Yep, I'm actually uh, same way. I, I don't know if they pick up the first one, but I think it's definitely uh, Lakers-Blazers, um, and I think it's the Lakers in six games. So I kind of – same thing as you. Cody. Seven. Seven? Four? And I'm going to do something crazy. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my earlier season prediction of the Lakers winning the title and – ride with the Lakers. So you're saying the Lakers win in seven? Yes. The two seed, the other Los Angeles team, Los Angeles Clippers versus the number seven, the Dallas Mavericks. Game one is on Monday. The Clippers were 3-0 and on the season against the Mavericks. Of course, we know Doncic and Porzingis, their offensive game has been incredibly fun and awesome to watch this year. I think they are, what, a historic offense this year for their efficiency um the problem is of course we know things slow down in the playoffs how will that offense hold up in the playoffs especially if the clippers are back in that full strength will that offense be able to continue 
with the full-strength Clippers, Cody? Probably not. That's <laughs> <laughs> all we get. That's it. Just probably That's not. It. Probably not going to hold up. <laughs> so you think Kawhi and Paul George are just locked in. Beverly, who I know had a calf, calf injury. I don't know if he'll be back for the first couple games. Um, Landry Shamet obviously has some sort of foot issue, but I think he'll be back. And Montrez Harrell had some sort of personal reason he was out. I know he's quarantining. I think he Grandma. Can, I, Grandma died. That's right. I think uh, condolences to him and his family. I think he'll be back in time for game one. He's already back in the bubble, Okay. Yeah. So I, I assume yep. he'll be ready to go. Provi- you just provided don't... he didn't stop for any wings. So on the way back. <laughs> you think the Clippers just put on the clamps, and even though Luca and Porzingis had this incredible offensive efficiency all year, that they get exposed here in the playoffs? I don't think they're going to get exposed. They're still good. It's just like ah, oh, these guys are really good at defense, and they like also are pretty talented at offense. Looks like the Clippers will win. Daniel, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think that um, the Clippers are are going to win this series. Um, and I don't think it's, I think it will be, you know, hit or miss at times. And I think that Luca and Porzingis, you know, are kind of potentially bad matchups for uh, just their style uh, because Luca's game's a little slow and, but he's also very good in so many areas. And Porzingis is kind of a matchup if he can just kind of play big uh, or he can play away from the basket and be so big. Um, but I think the real thing is not about how good the Mavericks play. I think it's about Montrez coming back and him being a little rusty. Patrick Beverly kind of coming back. Whenever he comes back, is he going to be nursing the calf, making sure he's not you know, pushing too much? Um, I think that team just has a lot of stuff it's got to figure out on its own and kind of come together you know, slowly. I just think that at times they're going to look sloppy and they're not going to look like their normal self because they haven't played enough games together after the big restart. So I think the Clippers still pull this one out, but I think that the Dallas will at least take a couple from them. Mm, a couple. Interesting. Because that's kind of been the issue. You know, Doc Rivers has talked about that. It seems like throughout the whole year they've never had a full roster all at once to where we could at least consecutively over like a couple weeks we could say oh my gosh look at that that is a that is a championship team it's always been someone's out here someone's out there then they do the trades they do the signing you know of Reggie Jackson so what will it look like when it's all together i think no one still really knows Right, but exactly. we trust Kawhi so much even if we have questions about Paul George which I know he's done it in the past with Indiana, but recently, you know, after that horrific injury, it just hasn't been the same, especially in the playoffs. I think we just trust Kawhi. We just trust Kawhi, right, because of what he did last year. Um, I do have a kind of – I know this doesn't really exactly fit in the playoffs, but are the Dallas Mavericks kind of one of those teams that we see where they kind of turn elite over a couple years here where – they're seventh seed this year. Then next year, get a full season. You know, they lose in this first round this year. Next year, they are like a, you know, four or five seed. They get to the second round, you know, like kind of how the Warriors did with their growth. You know, all championship-level teams had that kind of playoff 
They lose in the first round for like one or two years. Then they get going forward. Then they keep moving up the ranks. Do you think Porzingis and Doncic and Luka Doncic anyways, that's their trajectory because they're so good? Or do you think they're always going to kind of be a five to seven seed bounced early kind of combo? Yeah, I I don't love their their bench unit honestly. Um, I think that they have a lot of uh, areas that Luca covers up because he's so good, and I don't think Porzingis Porzingis's defense say that ten times. I don't think his defense is that great uh, against uh, a stretch four, another stretch four. So I think um, I think that they will definitely have some issues, and I, unless they can find somebody else to kind of fill out that's not Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, JJ Berea <laughs> when, he's, right. when he plays people like that I, I think they need to be a little deeper and I think that Luca has pushed them farther than they have expected it to be just because he is so incredibly good I think they need to bring Jason Kidd back <laughs> to play as a player yes. yeah, like, <laughs> to just to shore up the bench you know <laughs> Cody, what do you have this season? What's the series for you? Who wins the series? The series for me is going to be the Clippers. I'm going to give it to them in six. I think the I th- I do think the Mavericks' offense is good enough to steal a couple games. Daniel, yep, I'm going to go same thing. Uh, Clippers in six, just because Luca is Luca and he's so good. So I'll give them uh, two wins. I think this is a little too soon, too fast, too soon kind of scenario for Dallas. It slows down in the playoffs. We know that. They're going against legendary defensive rotation. I think the Clippers beat them in five. Three seed. We're getting to the end here. The three seed, the Denver Nuggets versus the seven seed, the Utah Jazz. That game one is on Monday. Nuggets were 3-0 and on the season against the Jazz. Only little caveat, all the games were pretty close. The last game they played was a double overtime thriller. Not counting the bubble trash. Um, Denver obviously has had so many injuries to starters. You know, Jamal Murray is back. Uh, Will Barton. Um, I'm missing another one. <laughs> Guy from Michigan State. Can't think of his name. Um, Draymond but Green. The em- no. <laughs> the emergence of Michael Porter Jr. Ooh, and woo. some friskiness from Bowl Bowl, who I called at the beginning of the season. What? As a potential, you don't have his a potential number. X factor for the Nuggets. Get out of here! I called that. Go back and look. You could call anyone takes. a potential X factor if they're on the roster. They're a potential <laughs> X factor. <laughs> but no one would have thought Bull Bull would have been like this. I don't you think know? he's I don't like think what? He, What's he, like he's what? not doing anything. He had like yeah, three, you're he right. had like three good bubble <laughs> games, and everyone was like, "Oh, give him the MVP." Yeah, <laughs> let's crown him. And then crown him, crown him. It was like three days of bull bull mania, and then it was gone. He's playing yeah, ten yeah. to fifteen minutes a game in the bubble. Come on, games that don't count. Dude was playing. Uh, dude was hooping in an empty gym, and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, look at bull bull." That, that, that was me just trying to give myself some shine. That's all. This guy, well, no, you can't have it. Not on this no podcast. Shine. Nope. Everything is earned. Nothing is free <laughs> except for the basket. Nothing is free except for the basketball. No one believes in you, BB, but I do. BB, uh, is, that, is that what you name? is that what you call Bull Bull? That's hey, what we call each other, BB, and I'm RM. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
You're so the, cool. At least you're not BM. <laughs> the Jazz. Is this the last run for the Jazz with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell together? No. Are they going to yes. blow it up after this? Yes. Is this Mike Conley's final last playoff push for his legacy? Yes. Do you think they can pull off this upset over the Nuggets? Or do you no. think the Utah Jazz are about to fall into mediocrity? I think the Utah Jazz are about to fall into mediocrity. I also think that we shouldn't have had them ranked so high in our... Yes. Thing. That was yeah. a little slight misstep. Well, we yes. didn't. We didn't know one and of them it, was going to shut down the world. In summer, <laughs> in the summer preview, I think we had them what third, in Top the whole league or fifth sure. or something like that. Yeah, Daniel, why you you said no? Why not? No, for huh? No, they're not like going to not going to yeah, blow no. it up. No, I I think they will blow it up. Oh, That's what I was okay. like, what did I say no to? Um, uh. No, I think they'll. <laughs> I think they'll definitely blow it up. Um, I think that it's bad timing on um on Mike Conley impregnating his wife because mm. he just left the bubble and his head it and headed home. Can we just not use the term impregnating? Can we say like having a <laughs> child or like anything other than that? Like that was Do you have tender ears? That just that just sounds so weird. Well, that's just that's that Congratulations that's Mike, he's having a kid. Great. Like not congratulations, you impregnated your wife. To, you to creep. Keep my ears, try to keep my ears virginal, if I can. Yeah, you Vir- creep. <laughs> anyway, so Conley just left the bubble. Um, who knows how many games he's out? I would say at least two, maybe three. So you're talking about a week total. Um, that's just, and that, and that's not even understanding what they're going to do with him. Um, on the quarantine, if it was, um, if it was Zion, he could probably go and then like fly back that day of the game and play and then leave again and then go see his kid and then come back and then play again. <laughs> but that's the Zion rules. We all know he has different rules. Um, so I don't, rest, I, I don't know what they're going to do, um, with O'Conley, but, uh, we'll see. But I think that's the biggest thing that hurts them. Um, but I think that in the end you can see that Conley, Donovan Mitchell do not play well with each other uh, because Donovan Mitchell needs the ball and Conley needs the ball to be a true point guard. So I think in the end, uh, they're going to split up. At least somebody's got to leave the team because what they have constructed is not working. Cody, do you think the Nuggets are winning this series? What do you have? Yeah, I got the Nuggets in five. (laughs) And you said they weren't, the Jazz weren't going to blow it up? I mean, like, what? Mike Conley's probably going to retire. What? Isn't this the last year of his deal? I don't. I think I'll look it up, but he's not retiring. I think he's got. After this, he's got one more. I think, right? Oh, okay, so he'll play that. He'll play out the rest of his contract. And then retire? Maybe. No way. Get out of here with that. Conley know. is thirty-two years old. He's got a. Uh, it says early termination. Ankle. Early termination. I don't know what that means. What does early termination on his contract mean? It sounds like he can get fired. I don't know. I don't know if that's a team or a player option. It's, I it's think that's pink. a player option. Okay. 
So he, he can, can get choose. out if he needs to. Okay. Right. So, yeah. So it's $34 million he's, after a he's pandemic. He's definitely <laughs> opting into that. <laughs> for sure. In. I meant but, like, I thought his contract ended after this year. This year. No, Oops. it's not. He is their highest paid player though, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, Rudy Gobert's contract, uh, he's got one more year on it. Um, and then let me see if I can find old Donovan Mitchell. He's got one more year on it. So I just think they're going to still just stand pat. Because like, mm. I don't think many teams are going to be making a ton of moves in the two-month offseason that they have. I think they're going to be fair. too busy trying to draft people and like figure out budgets. Yeah, but I think – uh, when the uh, trade deadline comes, I think that's when they blow it up next year. Because you have Donovan Mitchell on a one-year – he's got one year left. Conley's got one year left. Rudy Gobert's got one year left. I think they blow it up and they start trying to get some draft picks or they try to get some kind of player in, you know, in return uh, just to kind of rebuild because they don't have – they can re-sign these players, but if it's me, I'm not signing uh, Rudy Gobert. Honestly, I'm not re-signing him 28, 20, you know, 30 million a year player. I'm just I'm just not. So Daniel, Cody has the Nuggets in 5. What do you have on this series? So I had the Nuggets in 6, but I'm changing it to 5 because I think Conley is you're taking a their point guard away, their starting point guard away from the team. So I, I have to give the Nuggets in 5 because I think they're just too much for this team and I think they can, you know, play and they can you know figure out Jokic enough because I think he's uh I mean sorry I think Jokic can figure them out just because he's such a a different matchup um and so I think Rudy Gobert would have to come out so far to guard Jokic so um I don't think Rudy Gobert's ever going to win you the game on offense so I think that the advantage goes to uh Jokic uh kind of being able to stretch out a little bit farther Mm. I actually um have the Nuggets winning, but the Nuggets are so wishy-washy, and I don't know what's going to happen with um, the uh, with their injuries, especially if Jamal Murray happens to re-enter something. Um, but I do have the Nuggets winning, but I have it going in seven. Mm. And I think that's going to be a pretty close series, even without all the people named above. But I just uh, – You're definitely I, crazy. I like the Nuggets because I think they're either a dark horse NBA Finals contender or they could lose in the first round. And this will be seven games of probably the most boring uh, basketball that we'll see all series. And wow. finally, opposite of that, this is the series I'm most looking forward to. Mm-hmm. The 4-5 matchup, the 4 seed, the Houston Rockets versus the 5 seed, the Oklahoma City Thunder. That game one is on Tuesday. The Thunder actually went 2-1 and one on the season against the Rockets. I'm a huge fan of the Thunder. Very underrated. Dennis Schroeder is back from leaving the bubble, I believe. Not sure when he'll actually be available. Westbrook is back. out. He's back. I know he's back. I'm not sure if he's available right away. He played That's in the last I, game. I do. Did believe. he? I'm, I'm I didn't think he I'll did. double check. Okay, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, Westbrook, as we know, is out for yes. the first couple games for the Rockets. Schroeder played. Does that prove to be impending doom 
for the Rockets, Daniel, without Westbrook? Or is James Harden, the offensive genius that he is, is he good enough by himself to carry till Westbrook can come back? No, and I uh, the reason I think is because you have the battle of the floppers with Chris Paul and James Harden, mm. and I think that uh, the refs don't have someone who they can give every free throw to, so they're going to have to split them up this game uh, in this entire series. And so, uh, no, but I think Westbrook is the biggest problem because he's a matchup you know, creator just because he can, he just can do so many things. He's not consistent, but he can be a bad matchup, you know, for some teams. But I think that uh, you can see this team and the Thunder being able to play a little bit slower uh, than, than Houston likes to play. And I think if you saw when the, the Blazers played against Houston down the stretch, they went to kind of a half court basketball and they played and they, and they threw it into the post. So I think in something like this, you can't leave Chris Paul open if he gets to that, you know, the either you know the kind of free throw corner, uh, wherever that is, he's gonna hit that shot. If you want to pound it in the paint and give it to Stephen Adams, he can take PJ Tucker easily. So I think because the because the playoffs do slow down, like you were saying, I think in the end, I think Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, um, I think that matchup that they have will get it done, but. James Harden is so good that they're he's gonna win them some games. So I don't doubt that at all. I just don't think that the that James Harden by himself can pull out this um, this series. Yeah, I actually uh, I agree with all of that. I think Thanks. it's actually gonna be a coming out party for SGA. Now, okay. anybody who's watched the NBA or follows it all knows about Shea Gilgis Alexander. But for the national people, this is just a bigger stage, right? I think this is a big right. coming out party for him. I think he kind of moves into that trajectory of being talked about as the, you know, young, one of the best starting point guards coming up. Yeah. And I think this is going to be a big coming out party for him. So, Cody, prediction for this series, what do you have? Thunder or Rockets? Rockets and six. Woo! Rockets and six. You really think that they just three-point wow. barrage the Thunder and send Chris Paul home to make more State Farm commercials? I think so. <laughs> Daniel, I mean, I what know do you think? This is supposed to be yeah. – Daniel, yeah. Go what ahead. do you think? Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. I just was going to say I know this is the year that Chris Paul is supposed to be the finals MVP, but I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That was your own hot take a couple of episodes that, ago. In, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> the bubble MVP. Daniel? Yeah, um, I, I think it's Thunder and Seven. Mm. And I um, I think that they can pull it out just because without Westbrook, that's it's tough. And even if he does come back, I don't think he's going to be as explosive because he's, you know, obviously that's it's a big injury. So I think it's easily small ball. If they didn't have somebody like Chris Paul who – understands how to will his style of play then uh, and if it was like a young point guard then i would understand but in the end i think that um one of the best coaches this year uh with the thunder uh i, I think that the, he can figure out exactly what's going on and can out coach uh was it dan dan tony whatever his name is yes. um yep so 
yeah, I definitely think that this is a uh, Thunder win in seven. Best best series overall. I agree with you on the winner, Daniel. I just think it'll be done in six. Nice. I uh, I think the Westbrook injury is a big deal. I yeah. think the Thunder are just an overall better constructed team. I like the Rockets experimentation with this right like i've talked about that before i really enjoy watching this small ball experiment it's a lot of fun i wanted to succeed because i could see that's where the future of basketball could be in you know 10 years if guys really buy into it but i just think cp3's just got too much in this sga is so freaking good right lugens dort is just a great story from going undrafted to a starter for a good playoff team I really like the the Thunder. I actually think they could give the Lakers a lot of problems in the second round. I think the Thunder win in six for a really fun second-round matchup versus the Lakers. I like it. Anything else we want to talk about? That's the first round of the playoffs. Obviously, we will come back for each round. All of these predictions, especially, uh, I think... Daniel, were me and you most in line on these predictions? Do we have one that was differing? Yeah, I felt like I was more in line with Cody early. Um, Mm -hmm. Were you? And then in the east, in the east, it was me and Danny. In the west, it was it was reversed. Yep. So I feel like I'm going to be the right one the whole time. I was about to say, good luck (laughs) to everybody, because if you want to bet and make money, you definitely want to take my picks. Um, (laughs) Cody, do you have anything to plug before we go? No, just can't wait for next week when you show up and there's three new hosts just to keep promoting the <laughs> the, the same consistency that we have with our playoff predictions. So good good luck to the next people that take over this fine production. Cody, where can people find you at on Twitter? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at, at Cody underscore Holsey. Holsey, how do you spell that? Uh, it's spelled like it sounds. It's H-U-L-S-E-Y. <laughs> daniel what about yourself sir anything to plug yep you can follow me on twitter as well it's at daniel greer that is just my name uh very easy also follow us Uh, i'm writing for the lead doing some other things for the lead as well Uh, but here coming out soon we got a fun grizz piece that we're going to collaborate on uh and just go to um at grizz underscore lead Uh, And then some personal stuff for me. Uh, We will be doing something fun with video coming out. There's a a trio of um, myself and two other guys. Not these two guys. Um, But we're going to be doing some video uh, that's coming out that the lead will be promoting. So that's the only thing I can give so far. But I will let you know the more details we get, uh, we were able to actually give out to you all. So... Everything is starting to come together, and it is kind of exciting, and it'll be kind of fun and new, uh, and we'll be the only people at the lead doing this, so it'll be cool. So, uh, But yes, follow us and uh, give us a good follow on Free Basketball 3 as well, because we want to get those uh, follows up so we can I can talk Ryan into giving some of his crazy takes <laughs> and craziness all over the Twitter of Free Basketball and not his own. So the internet keep it coming. Not- the internet is not ready. I need I need more of a viewing audience before yeah, I start. Follow uploading. so Ryan gets crazy. Let's do it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone, to this episode. You can find me at RD Meadows Eleven. 
once again we are a part of the lead thanks for having us on this is going to be a lot of fun i can tell they are at the lead sm please follow them like and share tell your friends go check out danny's crap so he can quit talking about it all the time <laughs> but thanks for tuning in enjoy the playoffs we will be back in a week Thank you.